It's the Digital Marketing Radio Christmas Special 2015. Over the next two hours, I'm going to be joined by 53 experts who are going to share with me and you their number one digital marketing prediction for 2016. Joining me today will be Solcoat from Hubba, Kilan Yablonski from Inbound Interactive, Alexandra Tashlova from alextashlova.com, Amy Schmittauer from Savvy Sexy Social, Kevin Creason from Biznet, Susan Baranchini Moe from Business in Blue Jeans, David Horn from davidhorn.me, Eilis Benin from Marketing Mentor, Liam Martin from staff.com, Camilla Gornia from camillagornia.com, Mike Russell from New Media Europe, Alex Harris from Alex Designs, Alec- Olga Adrianko from SEM Rush, Danny Ashton from Neoman, Jamie Turner from 60 Second Marketer, David Shaw from davidmarkshaw.com, Tom Trainer from Rike, Chris Marr from the Content Marketing Academy, Cosman Negrescu from SEO Monitor, Jeremy Bay from Next High School, Martin Waxman from martinwaxman.com, Lucas Selesley from Uswitch, Ryan Buchanan from EROI, Andrew McCauley from Autopilot Your Business, Kevin Hillstrom from Mind That Data, Johnny Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, Mickey Longcar from mickeylongcar.com, Janet Fouts from janetfouts.com, Paul Julius from Frixo, Alex Macon from Seneca Marketing, Alita Harvey Rodriguez from Milkit Academy, Trevor Young from PR Warrior, Heather Porter from heatherporter.com, Sharon Latour from Marketing Bee, Johnny Ross from johnnyross.com, Mark Pack from Blue Rubicon, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, John Bosco from Moondog Marketing, Andrew and Pete from andrewandpete.com, Mark Asquith from Excellence Expected, Colin Gray from The Podcast Host, Daniel Burstein from Marketing Sherpa, Jeff White from Kula Partners, Robert Brady from Clicks Marketing, Mark Traphagen from Stone Temple Consulting, Matthew Turner from Turndog, Adam Vowles from Suso Digital, Becky Winchell from PR Daily, Brandon Yanovsky from MyWP Expert, Joe House from Blackshirt Marketing, David Rodnitsky from 3Q Digital, Ian Anderson Gray from IAG.me, and I'm David Bain, founder and host of Digital Marketing Radio, and I'll be finishing things off with my prediction too. DigitalMarketingRadio.com So, Kaylin and Alexandra, come on in. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Very good, thanks. How are you, everyone, guys? Doing well, David. Thanks very, for having me. <laughs> Let's start ladies first. Alexandra, how are you? Uh, wh- what? I'm pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Outstanding, <laughs> uh, nearly. <laughs> what is your digital marketing yeah. prediction for 2016? So today, as far as uh, I've already shared some of my predictions about particular SEO at um, analytics SEO session, I want to talk a little bit about content marketing. Great. Because uh, right now I'm really, really attached to this topic. And I think what I feel about content marketing in general, that uh, there are right now a lot of noise. And the quality of content, it should be going up. And what I feel about that, that we are going to expect more quality data-driven content because if you want to stand out in, in those noise environments, you need to provide a really quality content. And I'm really eager to see better content uh, in our industry especially. 
quality content, data-driven content. So does that mean that small companies, independent companies, aren't going to co be able to compete as well as big ones in the future? I don't think so. Actually, it's more or less about how you implement it because you don't need to big budgets to do it because like simply doing survey and simply asking users like you can right now use twitter for example and running polls there and that's uh, super cheap even if you do it like advertising or you can just ask people to share their opinion which is uh, an incredible tool and um, it doesn't cost a lot and you're a great example of how to do that well because uh, i've seen you do that lots of times over the last few months alexandra where can people find you online uh, you can find me basically on Twitter. Uh, it's Alex Tachalo, or you can just find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. Welcome to any social media, whatever you prefer. Happy to be connected. Thank well, you very much, guys, and have an extremely great session with David. Thank you very much, and thank you for being the number one person on here. We'll see you later, Alexandra. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Solcoat, how are you? Uh, I'm great, David. Thank you for having me on. I have to tell you, after that like seven and a half minute intro, I forgot <laughs> even what I was supposed to talk about. It was just like a, a cascading list of names of, of people. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to regroup. And, I was and I was gonna try and beat the um, beat the intro <laughs> music, but I didn't manage it. You know, I was trying yeah, to. Yeah. I thought I was I gonna know. make it, but no, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I'm glad I got to be one of the first people to speak here because my prediction for 20. 16 isn't actually a prediction it's not a guess but it's based on fact so there'll be almost no reason to talk to anyone else so you wasted <laughs> kind of like 50 people's time so that's your problem not mine um in, in 2016 I, I think you're going to see that people are going to come to their their senses quicker around fads and go back to earning trust and creating connections with uh, customers instead of worrying about things like should we use Periscope or Meerkat, um, they'll be asking themselves how can we learn more about our customers and make real connections. Like 2016 will be less about broadcasting and more about connecting because that that's what sort of everyone got into social media for and that's what's always worked and and you know we, we sort of got away from that um, for a very long time and it's been about chasing fad after chasing fad and it's like oh my god we have to be over here we have to be over there and we really forgot the, the core of why social works and then things like that and digital marketing, never mind just social, but digital marketing in the as a whole. So brands are going to move away from distracting their customers with sizzle, give them some sizzle, followed by a whole lot of substance. You're going to see longer term customer advocacy programs and managing meaningful experiences at every touch point. And once again, you're going to see that um, relationships will drop, will drive the bottom line. And this is super hard to do, and it's not easy, but the companies that actually invest in it are going to be the ones that are sitting on chairs made of money this time next year. More about connecting, says Mr. Saul Cole. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's so nice to see Amy is here because we've never actually met amy but i follow everything you do on instagram i'm like probably the creepiest guy um, <laughs> who knows everything that's going on with you so it's nice to actually see you move and you're not just a still photograph oh she's um she exists in person i can exist uh, i can tell you that i met her at new media europe in manchester a few months ago she, she hasn't even said anything yet and she's got more like <laughs> hands up than i've got well, how is that fair i just i, I closed the show there's well, no they're giving reason. me props because you already said that I don't have to talk because you're taking yeah. credit for the whole two hours, remember? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So quickly tell everyone where people can find you. 
Um, check out, uh, you can find me at solcold.com and, and be sure to check out hubba.com uh, where I'm the director of non-traditional marketing. Thank you so much for joining us. It was great to have you on, Sol. Cool, thank you. And Kaylin, how are you doing? Doing awesome, David. Thanks a lot for having me on the show today. Oh, thank you. Um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Yeah, so what I would say is that 2016 is going to be the year of conversion rate optimization. So in 2015, we really started to see people adopt content marketing and using it as a tool to drive traffic to their website um, through resource development, blogs, podcasts, videos, gated content, eBooks, things of that nature. But what we're really going to see in 2016 is people to try and take control of that content now and convert it into sales leads or sales of their products or subscriptions or what have you of their on their website. So I think this year people are going to start to adopt platforms like Unbounce and lead pages at a higher rate. You're going to see people likely transition a little bit more to things like Infusionsoft and some of the marketing automation software such as HubSpot in an effort to really get the full value from the, the traffic that they're currently driving to their site. Got you. So because traffic is becoming harder to get and more expensive in some cases, you're going to have to convert better. Otherwise, your revenues, your profitability will go down. Yeah, we've seen the cost per click on uh, almost all of the paid platforms that we manage, such as AdWords and Facebook, just slowly start to ratchet up in terms of price. And so the, the way to combat that is really to just increase the conversion rates on your website. And that's why I think 2016 is going to be purely about conversion rate optimization. Wonderful. Where can people find you, Kellen? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Daniel, and you can visit my website at www.inboundinteractive.ca. Great to have you on. Thanks a lot, Kellen. Thanks again, David. Amy, how are you doing? Awesome. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Gearing up for Christmas with a crazy blab. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what is your prediction for 2016? Well, I'm sure it comes as no surprise. Uh, my prediction is more video. I think uh, obviously video is as accessible as it's ever been. And with the live stream situation, as we can all see very well here with tools like Blab, Periscope, Meerkat, Facebook mentions, Facebook Live, all the live things, I think it's only stressed to brands and marketers even more that if you were really pulling back on uh, video because of perfectionism or uh, analysis paralysis, it's time to stop doing that. And I actually think that the accessibility of mobile video is what's going to drive more interest in brands creating their archives on YouTube. I know we all remember YouTube, the number two search engine <laughs> on the planet. So um, pretty much that's really the best place to invest in video because it's archives that can work for you for a very long time. Livestream is incredible at crushing the sales funnel to be a lot smaller than what we usually see. But YouTube archives can work for you for many, many years. And we see big brands and small brands alike really profiting from that medium. So I actually think 2016 is going to be the year of okay, wait, we didn't start making video in 2009 and now it's 2016. So maybe we should start doing that now. Okay, so live streaming is here, but face, but uh, YouTube is absolutely here to go. I mentioned Facebook actually, because Facebook are also bringing in live streaming or testing it at least at the moment. And that has the potential right. to really ratchet the game up, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think live stream, but even video period, Facebook wants to be the next YouTube to like to no end. And to a point where I'm even syndicating my show on Facebook, where before I was saying, no, it's YouTube only. Now I'm saying, okay, I can understand that Facebook video direct upload is getting me a ton of brand awareness. And if that's the ROI that Facebook is giving me, 
I can accept that and I'm going to measure that accordingly. And so that's why I upload video content there now. I mean, it's incredible the reach you can get totally for free at this point. And I hope it stays that way at least for a little while longer. But yeah, video on Facebook is a huge force to be reckoned with. Thanks so much for coming on, Amy. Where can people find you? Thanks for having me, David. SavvySexySocial.com. Wonderful. Take care. Thanks, guys. Susan, how are you? David, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you keeping yourself? <laughs> well, I'm actually just coming off the end of a cold, so we'll try to keep the coughing <laughs> to a minimum. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe we'll just focus. What's your prediction for uh, digital marketing for 2016? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get it over with quickly. No, um, I, I, am, I, I agree that, um, that, that streaming video is really coming into its own now, and I really think that we're starting to see where, where before a lot of our clients would, you know, we just have to do social, we just have to do, uh, you know, content marketing, and they just wanted to do things. Now we're starting to see clients who actually, you know, care about ROI. And so clients are a lot more data driven, a lot more data focused. And I think that uh, they're, they're really looking at the payoffs and the return they're getting on the investment. So it's not just enough to tell our clients, you know, we're going to do all these different things, we actually have to show that there are going to be real results and tangible yield from from the efforts. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we saw in 2015 that mobile overtook desktop, and I think we're going to see that continue to progress. And I think we need to be making sure that all businesses have mobile-friendly sites. And there are just too many small businesses that haven't really made that leap yet. And there are so many small businesses that are still working on getting great websites to begin with. So making them mobile friendly is going to be pretty important, I think, in 2016. And we're going to keep trying to push that up with our clients. Um, and, and I think, you know, we've had this big push with big data and people talking about big data, but we haven't really known what to do with it. I mean, there's been so much data, but what does it mean? And I think we're starting to get a handle on it. And I think we're going to see that to grow in 2016 as well. Meaningful big data and um, great mobile use of science. Susan, exactly. where can people find you? Businessinbluejeans.com. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Kevin, how are you? Hi, David. Is my audio working? Very well indeed. Me? Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> so what's your prediction for 2016? Well, so you know, everybody's pretty dead on with uh, with I think the data driven and the and and, and such and the, and the marketing automations. Obviously, I'm a marketing automation guy. I, my focus is there. And uh, if I were going to say the biggest prediction I see for for next year, it's it's all based on uh, behavior driven actions. So it's going to be using all of that behavior data that we're collecting and really fine tuning the the communication because uh, that's what it takes today to get people's attention. It's got to be very personalized. Um, it's got to be uh, in alignment with uh, expectations and desires and needs. It has to be timely. Uh, all of that's very relevant. People are, there's too much broadcast message. Okay, uh, I'm hearing relevance to- from you. Timely, um, just, just, just absolutely make sure you're talking to the right person at the right time. And, and very personalized uh, from not just uh, name, but I'm, I'm talking getting to... Uh, very specific needs uh, and basing it all on previous actions. So watching and listening before engaging, but um, knowing how to engage and when to engage and with what to engage based on all of that uh, behavioral data that you're collecting. Wonderful. Where can people find you online, Kevin? Uh, Biznetdigital.net. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, David. Eilis, how are you? I'm well, thank you, David. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? 
I think people need to get comfortable going live because there's so much more content bombarding us. Much of it is scripted and recorded and edited and therefore fake. And I think people will be drawn to even crave what is live and usually imperfect and therefore authentic. <laughs> Are you calling me imperfect here? No. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 it's certainly um, a wonderful natural thing to do to get people to trust you, isn't it? It is. And it comes through, I mean, being human, because so many people want to be perfect. And that's what stops them from marketing their services. And, you know, okay, my heart is pounding, or I made a mistake, or I said the wrong thing, who cares? So what? Absolutely. Spot on there, I'm sure. Um, where can people get hold of you? So marketing-mentor.com and my new marketing plan is at 2016marketingplan.com. Great to have you on, Eilis. Thanks, then. Thank you. David, hello. How are you doing? Oh, the first audio challenge of the evening. I'm afraid um, your audio is not working there, but we'll come, we'll come back to you in a second. What you can do is... Um, Possibly change the settings in your browser and then close it down and then reopen it again and hopefully we'll have you back on there. Liam, can you hear me there? I sure can. Can you hear me? I can hear you well and good. So that's that's, that's a good place. And you've got a nice um, beard going on there, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Um, I would say probably it's customization. Uh, it's the ability for us to be able to work with a lot of different customers um, or clients or contacts, whatever it might be, and understand who those people are and be able to communicate to them uh, uniquely. So I think there were a few comments about that <clears throat> previously. Just today, I've dealt with 246 different customers through combination of our CRM, um, our email service providers, and providing all of the different interaction effects that occurred before that um, before I interacted with that customer. So like as an example, I would know how when they last logged into our website, how long they spent on what particular page, who they interacted with during that page, who we communicated with in the past. And I can instantaneously seconds to a minute, get all of the context of our previous conversation and be right up to date and be able to communicate with that customer and tell them exactly what they need. So that for me has been absolutely huge. Uh, it's probably been one of the biggest moves that we've made over the last year in terms of overall customer service and conversion metrics um, to be able to understand exactly who your customer is, not just from a metrics perspective, but also from the previous interactions that they've had. So it's combining metrics and the interactions together. That's been really fantastic for us. It's the unfair advantage of the digital economy, isn't it? Uh, if people Absolutely. aren't actually get keeping up to date with things, then uh, they're falling behind. Where can people get hold of you, Liam? www.staff.com www.staff.com Thank you so much for joining me. Good to have you on, Nim. All right, thank you. Camilla, how are you? Hey, how are you, David? Keeping very well. How are you doing yourself? I'm great. I'm glad that you can hear me okay. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so issues with technology lately. I don't we've know. We've got you on, no problem at all. What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? So I agree with everything that everyone else was saying, especially around video and content. Uh, my prediction is that, obviously, I, I think this is obvious, is live streaming is definitely going to increase even more, especially with, uh, I mean, Facebook Live. I've, I've been doing Facebook Live. It's been awesome. And now Facebook Live is coming to profiles, like actual Facebook profiles as well for 
any random person on Facebook, which is mm. also a big indicator of that. And I, I really think the the purpose behind all of this is that is transparency and authenticity, because people can see if you're trying to like edit your video and make it super perfect. And people can't really relate to you if you have everything like super tightly done and beautiful. What people can really relate to is when you're truly being live and you're truly saying things that if you trip up or if you say something wrong or if you're just like, oh, I don't know how what kind of quirks that people have. That's what people are going to connect to because that we connect to other humans, not not just like these brands that are, you know, nobody can really uh, see as something that they could potentially be to. So that's my prediction. Quite a few people are saying be live, be authentic, folks. If you're not listening to that, you're not, you know, following the advice there. Camilla. Yeah, I just did a whole rant on this on my website. <laughs> it's like, just be authentic. Well, where can people get hold of you to read that rant? If you go to uh, camilagornia.com, you can uh, check out my new website and yeah, you can see my stuff there. Thank you so much for for joining me, Camilla. See you later. Bye. David, um, can you hear me? Is it working this time? It's working. Second time. That's not too bad at all. I wish I had the setup mic had. That that looks like a sweet booth over there. Oh, we're... (laughs) we're, we're, You you cut demos in there? (laughs) (laughs) um mike's mike's a significant podcaster from the uk yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, um, that's serious. i'm intimidated just being on the in the same paint <laughs> what's your prediction for 2016 david uh you know i think you know, looking at more of the slow web and uh delivering experiences that are timely not necessarily real time and reaching you know meeting customers where they're at instead of um you know being bullish on the platform or tool that you want to to use, but really finding out where your customers are, reaching them there, and then uh, you know timeliness being more relational instead of uh, real time, which sometimes feels you know transactional. Oh, I love that advice. I mean, so many years ago, it was about um, just um, trying to be as many places as possible, syndicating your content, not actually communicating with real people mm-hmm. and forming real relationships. So the the slow web really appeals to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, the idea of testing multiple things to finding, you know, to find the ones you get traction on and then, uh, you know, going going there. So David, where can people find you online? Uh, DavidHorn.me. Excellent. And thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, it was great to have you. <laughs> you bet. Thanks. See ya. And now let's see if Mike's microphone works. David, hey. <laughs> I'm very... What a slick job you're doing. This is amazing. Oh, I we're twenty we're twenty minutes in. We've got a long way to go. Don't don't uh you know uh... <laughs> anyway. We're talking about setups uh, tonight. I love Alex's setup. That looks amazing. Alec, the background lights, he's oh, that's a cool guy. Yeah, he's he knows what he's doing there as well. Yeah. Podcasters. Oh, absolutely. So my prediction for 2016 Indeed. is going to be the advertising agencies will become significantly interested in podcasting. Um, and I can back this up, having said that uh, Isabella and I attended Rain Summit in London not so long ago. Plenty of advertising agencies, big radio groups attend that conference. And all the time we were hearing podcasting, 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 even from the radio folk. It was very interesting. Mm. And a lot of the agencies said we would be very interested uh, to, you know, get the word out via podcasters, but they need to become or someone needs to make them more organized. So um, it's definitely a prediction that something like that is going to happen in 2016. Um, We're going to become more organized as podcasters, despite the fact that we, we love being disorganized and doing things our own way but i i think there's going to be some way um that um it will all come together podcasting's real business now it's not just a hobby is it 
Yeah. <laughs> it can be a hobby too. <laughs> so. Where can just, people find you, Mike? There's always hobby going on in the background. This is my new studio that I've just, just made. You're the first person to see it. It looks <laughs> a wonderful carbo box. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a soft padded cell. <laughs> and is it, uh, it's, it's newmediaeurope.com. Is it the best site for you, Mike? That's right. Well, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. Great to have you. Alex, how are you? Good, David. How are you doing? Thanks for putting this together. Yeah, keeping really good, thanks. Yeah. And what's your digital marketing prediction for 2016 yourself? Yeah, a lot of people have already mentioned the, the focus on data-driven and conversion rate optimization. You know, we've been focusing on that for, for many years now. But I think there's going to be a step up in the, the systems and the tools that people use for conversion rate optimization, especially people, the, the bigger companies are already doing this and the bigger agencies, but looking for alternatives to Google Analytics. Other tools that they can use, aside from GA, to get that qualitative data plus the quantitative data and mix it together to really track and segment to you know get that behavioral targeting and to really understand users at a more granular level, you know things like uh, Mixpanel, Heap Analytics, even like Adobe moving into the space, uh, and then Hotjar. Hotjar is a, a great mix of that qualitative and quantitative aspect. But I think people are going to be looking for alternatives to Google Analytics for sure. So do you think that applies to any size of business? You're talking about small businesses, big businesses. It doesn't matter. Well, I think biz- big businesses are already doing it. I think more small businesses and mid-sized businesses will want to track their data in alternative ways aside from GA. Right, okay. So it's more and more going to be the case in the future that if you don't know who your customers are, if you're not tracking your data, that you're going to fall further behind them, basically. Yeah, people aren't tracking their data today in the right way in the uh, aspect of cohorts and when people come in and how much money they're actually making. And there's not really a good dashboard to do that. How can you get your Facebook data with your AdWords data all in one place? I don't think I think we'll see more software that does that uh, this year. It was great having you on, Alex. Where can people find you online? Yeah, everybody can check me out at alexdesigns.com. Superb. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot then. Olga, how are you? Hi. Hi, David. I'm great. Um, yeah, <laughs> great to be here. Thanks oh, for inviting. Great to have you on. And it seems like, um, well, I won already on props that I have. <laughs> I won't you <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Amy <laughs> Schmitter did pretty well before as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I just, yeah, I, I, I wasn't watching I'm, from the start. I'm sure by the time you, um, you you finish up, here we go. I've got someone um, someone helping me now. <laughs> but I've been on longer, haven't I? So what, what's your digital marketing prediction for 2016 then? Actually, well, um, I heard so much and I wanna don't want to repeat anything. But well, um, what Alex mentioned about data-driven marketing is what actually I'm currently seeing. Like people mentioning um, buyer personas more. They're setting KPIs and even social media marketers who tend to be less tech savvy than uh, most marketers. They focus on social media tools more. And uh, what I also see is that before uh, people are kind of focusing on one niche and well, I'm doing social media and I have to be really an expert on social, but now uh, it's getting back to all-in-one marketers because we really need to um, integrate every process, work together. And I now have to understand a lot more about every other channels. So that's, that's, the second thing and social proof is the third one so um 
I, well, everyone is social and everyone's mentioning brands. So I would say that user-generated content and social proof means really a lot now. And it will be even further. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, well, just find me on Twitter um, at AlgaICMRush. Uh, or, well, yeah, that's the best place. I'm always there. Great. Okay, well, uh, thanks again. Great to have yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Danny, how are you? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016, Danny? Uh, so I think the the prediction I hope, which will whether may happen, I think well, especially within the SEO space, I think we're going to become a lot more specialised, uh, and we will continue the movement away from agencies running everything for them um, and it will actually become a lot more internal teams so we've, i've been seeing that a lot more in 2015 to what you know to the years before of big brands getting their own building their own internal seo teams and you know that that allowing them to then set the strategy and, and how they want to what they want to produce content or any any other forms of promotion really Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So I'm just wondering what 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 will that mean for different sizes of businesses? What what would that mean for bigger businesses and smaller smaller businesses? Uh, I suppose for so for for, for smaller businesses, I think they're, they they're going to want to, I think, build their own teams as well. Um, and and like what Olga said, which is understand about everything. You know, have that understanding so that they can that it enables them to. You, know, you don't need to be just a, a single expert now as a business owner. You need to have a, an understanding of SEO, PPC, and, and be able to be the more of the strategist. Um, so, yeah, that would probably work. Well, thanks for joining us, Danny. Where can people get hold of you? Yeah, just on my Twitter up there, uh, at Danny Ashton. At Danny Ashton. Have a wonderful Christmas, Danny. And, uh, Cheers. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. 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 Um, Jamie, how are you? Hey, David. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well indeed. Thank you. What is your digital marketing prediction for 2016, sir? Uh, first of all, great gig going on here. I love all the interaction. Everything looks like you've got a great uh, bunch of people in place. So congratulations to you. You are a logistical genius for being able to <laughs> Thank you very much. Hopefully uh, you can say that at the end as well. <laughs> uh, three predictions. Uh, the first is uh, video is coming on strong, finally. You know, for years we've been hearing about video but uh, certainly people are starting to actually use video as a way to engage with, uh, with their prospects and customers. The second thing is, uh, is actually uh, the opposite of inbound marketing. So inbound marketing, of course, is drawing people into your website or your blog and using LinkedIn and Pinterest and all that as a, as a hub and spoke system. And now what we're starting to see is people do the opposite where we're going out to the consumer. In fact, this is a good example of it. In the old days, we would be driving people to your website, David. Now, what you're doing is actually meeting people out in the social sphere. So that's a big change that's going on is we're actually going out to meet people. I think that's really uh, kind of a fascinating trend. And then the third trend is is uh, mobile. Mobile is, I wrote a book in 2011, I think it was, called Go Mobile. Everybody told me, oh, your timing is perfect. The truth is I was too early to market with that book. Now, mobile is coming on strong. In fact, we're doing an event called the Mobile X Festival, and I've been in May in Atlanta. I've been amazed at how many people have just jumped into that just because uh, because mobile is such a big deal now. So those are the three things, video, 
kind of outbound marketing, if you will, and then mobile is the third. I liked what you were saying there about going out to meet people because um, driving people to your website and then trying to build a relationship, you're building a relationship in your house. But if you build a relationship in their house, they're more relaxed, they're more comfortable, aren't they? So they're more open to a conversation with you. I'm totally stealing that. I love it. Building a relationship in their house. So you, heard <laughs> you go for it. First yeah. year, ladies and gentlemen. I said it. No, David, I seriously, <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. I love metaphors because it's a great way to kind of help people frame up an issue. And you just did a great job of it. Yeah, you can build a relationship in your house or you can build a relationship in their house. I love that. So oh, I couldn't do a good job. Off to you. Logistical genius as well as a metaphorical genius. too. That, that was leading on from your great job as well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> where, where can people get hold of you, Jamie? I can be reached at Ask Jamie Turner on Twitter, uh, and also I'm, of course, with 60 Second Marketer. And then if you visit MobileXFestival.com, you can learn a lot about the Mobile X Festival happening in May 2016 in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Take great, care. Great to have you on. Hello, David. How are Hi. you? Um, well, say yourself. Um, great, thank you. I'm trying to um, have as many Davids on here as possible. I think you're the third one on, Absolutely. so superb stuff. Uh, so what's your digital marketing? Doing that as a, as a platform for long-form publishing. Um, and really, I'm thinking there's going to be more and more of that and people sort of moving away from maybe publishing on their own territory. Um, and as, you know, sort of people like Chris Brogue could have mentioned in the past, you know, you should build a, you know, use your own platform, don't use it on rented property. And a number of the influencers have been talking about that move now where the, the attention is with Facebook uh, and YouTube and other platforms. And I can see really extensions where you've got sort of Facebook leads and Facebook notes now, people pushing more of their content to external sources like this one, and then using their personal website or their personal blog more as a bit more of an archive so i think i think we'll see more of that going on as that sort of gets released to the general public uh, and then a bit of a change in content marketing and, and where we post our long-form content which is really going to change uh, the way we consider doing our blogging and where we're publishing our content because we've got to go where the audience is yeah no that's an interesting way to look at it as well because of course with um, so many websites being published now, so many blogs out there, it gets more challenging to actually get your content ranked high on Google or drive a lot of traffic directly to your blog. So go where the traffic is is a, is a great tip and uh, certainly an angle that I see happening in 2016 as well. Absolutely. So <laughs> where can people find you, uh, David? It was great having you on. Uh, for the time being, uh, still davidmarkshaw.com or at davidmarkshaw on Twitter. Absolute oh, pleasure, David. Really for, appreciate it. For the time being, that's um, indicated a change of brand. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no change of brand you're going to announce here at all, David. No, 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 in terms of where I'll be publishing my content. Ah, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks, David. And Mr. Tom Trainer, how are you? Doing great, David. How are you doing? Very well indeed. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, your show is great. You've <laughs> had some uh, really great in, uh, input so far. So, oh, thank you very much. I'm sure it will continue with you, sir. <laughs> what um, digital marketing prediction have you got for 2016? So, I'd like to talk a little bit about content shock, which is uh, something that Mark Schaefer raised a while ago, and it's about how hard it is to get attention. And as as more and more content gets out there, it becomes harder and harder. And I think related to this. Uh, the trend is more scrutiny of content and social ROI, and it relates a little bit to some what some of the other guests have said. Um, you know, you need better tracking and attribution, um, and you need to focus on more original and unique uh, and better content. And one of the key things I think here is that 
you, it, this new and unique and better content requires creativity and courage. And I think you'll see the value of these expert content creators and kind of social mavens really go up as the, you know, as, as people separate themselves from the crowd. It's interesting you talk about um, having to have creativity and courage. Um, can a brand have courage or are you just talking about individuals within a company? Oh, absolutely. Well, it, it, it starts with an individual who says, our brand, I think, should do this or our brand, I think, should stand for this. That requires courage from that individual who's pushing it. And then the brand needs to say, well, you know, this is a career limiting move. Should we do it? <laughs> and someone at the top has to say, yeah, we should do it. But we should end out in our industry. We should actually have an opinion. We should say something that maybe not everyone's going to agree with. And yeah, I think courage uh, comes to the company as well. But, but and it has to be mandated by the company. It has to be part of the kind of brand proposition that, that we speak like this, doesn't it? Because you, you can't actually give complete remit um, to lots of individuals and say... No, well, no, 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 no. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you, you may say... We've we've kind of uh, uh, allowed the tolerances to go a little broader, so mm. you could kind of set a tone to say, yeah, yeah, that's okay that we talk about things like that. That's one thing, but yeah, you have to be careful there. But you could have ideas that brew up from the bottom that say, you know what, we've been saying the same thing for the last ten years. Now it's time to say something different, mm. and then get a, get kind of uh, agreement with that from the top. Well, thanks for coming on, Tom. Where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at Rike.com, W-R-I-K-E, or at RightMixMarketing.com. Great. Okay. All the best then. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Ah, Mr. Martin Waxman, how are you? I'm doing very well. Can you hear me? I can hear you very well indeed. That's good. I thought I would jump the queue because I was watching the schedule and I noticed there's maybe a couple of people who haven't signed on yet. So I'm here. Got uh, a little time. I can talk for an hour. No, I don't. No. Oh, so can I, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but <laughs> we have um, Chris Marr and Cosman Negresco, I'm sure, who are going to pop in in a moment. But um, great having you on, um, Martin. And Martin, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Well, in 2016, I'm going to pay attention to um, what Google calls micro moments. These are all those times during the day when we reflexively turn to our smartphones to satisfy that incessant, I want to know, I want to go, I want to do, I want to buy impulse that we all have. I mean, Google knows us. I feel like when I read about micro moments, I got this aha moment myself because that sounded a lot like me. And it's really a rallying cry for communications people, social media people, marketers on a number of fronts. One, I think we need to really start thinking about our audiences. And that's something that came out from a number of the, a number of the other participants talking about thinking about things from an audience-first perspective, really getting into their shoes and getting out of your own shoes and listening and figuring out, okay, what are they looking for and how can I create the type of content that they want to uh, read, see, share, watch, whatever it is. And then along with that, because these are really mobile moments um, when we're on our phones, it's really uh, figuring out how we as marketers and communicators can get untethered from our desktops. So how do we create stories to go in the moment that can be found, that help, that engage, and that really are ultimately Shareable, and with that, I will stand up to leave. No, just kidding. <laughs> Walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, <laughs> no, great advice there. And um, where can people find you online, Martin? 
Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Martin Waxman, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and at martinwaxman.com. Thank you very much for hopping on. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Good luck and great idea for a show. Thank it, you. It's fantastic. Looking for, I'm looking forward to the recording. Oh, great. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Cosman, how are you? Hi, David. I'm great. Uh, incredible good idea, I, I, must, I must say. And very aligned <laughs> with uh, Martin's uh, uh, response. So um, uh, that's, that's something very important. Thank you very much. Well, um, yeah, what's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? So I'll stick uh, to the content marketing, okay. which I think we're um, abusing. Um, we're getting very good at uh, at it. We're using the video. We're using all the the channels, the marketing automation, and uh, and all the stuff. So that's actually making the content marketing harder for us, right? It's less effective. So I'd say um, it's it, if we want to succeed in this uh, in, in the following year, I think we'll have to be able uh, to listen to our clients. So instead of just looking at uh, what's working by using Bassumo, which, by the way, is a great product, uh, I'm, I'm talking about listening to your clients on Quora, Twitter. So what's, what are their the questions, like fresh questions? Uh, what are their pains? Who are they following? What are they reading? And uh, then ad constantly adapt. Actually, I think uh, if you... Uh, if we look at this, uh, we, we can see um, a new opportunity to uh, to be able to use a new set of tools that can actually find, spot those opportunities and uh, make us really fast in, uh, in responding. Because if people are asking questions on Twitter or Quora, that means they, they can't really find them easily uh, on Google, right? So there's an SEO opportunity as well. So I, I like I like your advice. Follow their pains as well, or get to know their pains as well. It's not just about um, really understanding what they're looking to buy. It's about um, understanding their frustrations and really what fires their emotions. So great advice. There. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, um, it's it's uh, more than that. It's looking at uh, their current pains because. Uh, yeah, if you're um, doing content marketing, uh, I, actually, I just cross. Uh, I, I came across this um, new piece of content marketing about content marketing called uh, the content marketing um, uh, tutorial. So that's something that we need right now. Another uh, content marketing tutorial. So instead of looking at the, the big ideas that are uh, overused. Just trying to find their new pains, something that uh, was not yet answered. Great um, things to think about there, Cosman. Where can people find you online? Um, at seomonitor.com or uh, my Twitter handler, uh, N Cosmin. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Chris, um, how are you doing? Oh, Chris is just uh, Chris is there. Yes, <laughs> you just change your window. That's all right. Um, <laughs> we can't hear your audio, Chris. That's what uh, um, the issue is. And um, I tell you what, I'll kick you off, and you'll come back. Yes, uh, Jeremy Bay, you can hear me, can't you? Yeah, I can. How are you? And I can hear you as well. So that's wonderful. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good place to start off with. What is your digital marketing prediction for 2015 yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I do believe that um, Snapchat is going to become more legitimate. 
Um, and, and I think that we're going to see a lot more brands utilizing it in a way to connect with audiences um, as the younger generation uses it more and more. And, and we try to figure out its place. Um, I think that that's going to become the primary form of brand usage uh, in the upcoming year. So more legitimate to every audience out there? Or do you think it's still going to be the youngsters that are into this? Um, yeah, I think I think primarily, even from our experience here, um, we just rolled out um, an enrollment campaign for a high school only on Snapchat. Um, I think I think that market, the fourteen to twenty-three, is going to be the ones that really pick up to it. But um, I envision more and more brands are going to kind of tag in and, and utilize it to grow. And what types of brands do you think are going to be particularly successful using Snapchat? Uh, I think the same brands that are that are successful on an Instagram or a Twitter or anything like that, ones that really um, are, are putting storytelling, and, and we've talked about this in the past, putting storytelling um, at the forefront of their campaigns. Um, you know, the, the more and more you, you work with new startups and companies like that, it's how quick can we push out information but get a story across. And, and I just think it's a great platform that's underused right now. Interesting, because of course, you know, as we've talked before in the previous podcast, um, it doesn't have to be just a blog or something like that where you're telling a story on. You can tell a story just about anywhere online. Right, exactly. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, where yeah. can people find you online? Uh, yeah, Twitter handle is at Jeremy underscore B-A-Y and then um, at JeremyBay.com. At Jeremy underscore B-A-Y. Wonderful. Um, well, have a great holiday season, Jeremy. All right, you too. Thank you. Mickey, how are you? Now, um, Mickey's um, audio signal is um, challenging, so um, someone else is coming in to say hi. Hello, Art Jones. Hey, David. Um, a great blab. Thank you very uh, much, I indeed. I say that, you know, trends, everybody said all the important things, empathy, storytelling, um, providing experience, making the commitment, having the courage. I think that from, from my observation, what I've seen emerging this year and I was resisting this notion. It's the notion of edutainment. Um, I, I wasn't real keen on it. I, I wanted real, real solid content. But I think with live streaming and now uh, video, you know, emerging as in 2016 being so dominant in the way people get content, that if you're not willing to be to provide an experience with the content that you provide, nobody's going to be watching. So do you think that edutainment can work for any industry or is it only for certain types of industries? I think that people, I mean, we as a culture, we, you know, we're the microwave culture, right? When we land on a website, what's keeping us there? It's no longer just having great content. I want it to be a, an interesting website. It was experience, right? Early in 2015, late in 2014. I think now experiences has migrated toward this notion of edutainment. Um, I want you to, I mean, look at Blab. If you surf the Blabosphere, you see a lot of smart people, but you see people that have experience in improv. You have people that have experience in comedy, for goodness sake. And if, if we're going to capture the attention of the audience, um, I think it's that element I'm not saying it might be an 80-20 rule, 80% mm. credible, impressive, deep content, but 20% of that experience is providing an experience and entertaining your audience to keep their eyeballs focused on your, your site. 
Great thoughts there. So is at Art Jones the best place for people to find you on uh, online? Uh, I'm at Art Jones TV, and on Twitter, I'm at Art Jones. Lovely. Thanks for popping in. Thank you, David. Chris, how are you doing there? I, I think Chris has got a mime for a bit there. I think that's what um, what Chris will do. <laughs> the thing about Blab is um, it sometimes takes um, a different microphone than uh, you normally use. Um, so, of course, it means that um, um, for whatever reason, it's trying to actually take audio from some other source. So um, Chris has got um, multiple audio sources, I'm sure, in his computer. So he's trying to figure out um, which audio source is this coming from. So um, we're going to have um, quite a few more people join us anyway. So it's, it's not a problem, you know, because Chris can uh, try and come back and hopefully he will come back at some point. Um, he's from a website called the Content Marketing Academy in Scotland. So you got to check that one out there. Um, so in terms of content marketing, um, he knows that it sometimes doesn't work when you're doing things live and you just got to roll with it. Um, you just got to smile and just not worry about it at all. And um, hopefully me talking about him isn't putting him off the way he is actually trying to find his audio because he can obviously hear me, hear me coming in as well. We've got a couple of other people trying to come in here as well. So hopefully um, they'll be able to hear us soon. Got Mickey Longcar, who was just um, having a bit of a challenge with his um, connection there as well. Got Ryan Buchanan as well. Now, for some reason, um, you're not getting completely in. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kick Ryan and Mickey out and um, maybe say hello to Lucas and see if we can get Lucas in. How are you doing there, Lucas? Hello. Hey, not bad, not bad. Can Great. you hear me? We can hear you very well indeed. Um, so um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016, sir? You're asking me? I am or Chris? Yeah, yes, I am. I'm asking you. Okie yeah. dokie. Um, so, you know, my background is very much into SEO and social media. And like last time we had a conversation, I told that social media will be even much more closer to SEO. There is no more silos. There is no more, you know, you working in SEO, I'm working in social media. Sometimes we're dancing together, nothing like that. We're dancing together all the time. And you can see even in Google that uh, Twitter is much more visible. The exposure of Twitter and live tweets is much, much uh, stronger this year. Uh, there is another deal that happened in November um, Facebook. So probably there will be something um, between Google and Facebook very soon. Uh, well, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to teach people who are, who are coming to workshops that, guys, if your piece of content is famous and doing very well on social media, don't worry about backlinks. Don't worry about organic performance. If you've done this little of organic um, optimization, everything will be fine. This piece of content will be ranking very well. And the second, um, the second what I wanted to say, it is the semantic uh, learning by Google becoming intelligent and is trying to understand pieces of content. Uh, so this uh, flagship example, when you're typing how to cook pancakes, there is always the website with answer box on the top. And there are these steps, uh, how to cook pancakes, one, two, three, four, five, six. And there is no markups. And somehow Google know how to pick up this information from the website. And the last thing, maybe uh, what I am a fan also, it is that this paid advertising will be much more and more and more focused on very uh, exceptionally um, strong targeting so you can you can build very very small but very customized number of people you want to serve 
uh, adverts too. And it's happened already. People are pulling data from LinkedIn and then using the data, uh, the emails for Facebook because 60, 70% of emails are logging for both social media. So they're targeting the same people on both social media. So are you actively involved in retargeting at the moment then, retargeting campaigns? I am more and more into this. It's absolutely a normal path for me to go, um, you know, you're trying all the ways. When I'm always will be a fan of organic acquisition, but I am fully aware that paid is giving you much stronger tools in terms of very specific targeting which organic is more like you know going broadly which is also so much fun and it's also very much effective but sometimes you want to uh, to to use this very uh, very very narrow audience to, to to target specific products so lucas you're head of organic acquisition at the moment what will your job title be in five years time well um that's a very difficult question, you know. It's a, it's changing so fast. Um, I actually like my title. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like the American version. They got this vice president, and you know, uh, so um, so so difficult to say. I'm quite happy with my my t- title, and I'm not very much into this kind of you know, titleophobia. So. <laughs> Uh, sometimes people are asking if this is some people who are not in organic uh, marketing and in marketing at all they are asking if this is something related to organic food yeah, like not yeah. it could be but it's not <laughs> where can people find you online lucas um twitter obviously lucas zelezny uh, there is my website zelezny.uk linkedin um as well and facebook if you really want to see me traveling around uk please find me on facebook it was great having you on. Thanks for uh, being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great concept. Uh, I feel very honored to be with you guys. Thank you very much. Lots of great advices. Thanks, Lucas. Andrew, Hi. how are you? Hey, David. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you very well indeed. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to it. And uh, been some awesome uh, predictions already. I'm sure you'll keep them up. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, what's your prediction so- for 2016? Oh. Yeah. So my prediction uh, for 2016 is a lot more repurposing um, of what people are doing now. We've seen the obviously the live uh, video streaming come through with Meerkat and Periscope and Facebook and Blab. But what we're seeing more and more is people who are doing something else already and using that to add to what they're doing. So let me give an example. Uh, we're seeing podcasters out there who are creating podcasts but doing it with their Periscope running at the same time. Mm. You know, we're seeing people out there who are running live events and they're using um, Meerkat or Periscope in the background to show people what it's like, you know, we see, uh, we used to sports having cameras from all different angles. And I think what this is going to do is just show us um, more about the same event that's happening right now, rather than just that one point of view. And I think what's going to happen also is that people now, because we can record this live stuff, there may not be as many people watching it live, but the repurposing of what they've done is going to be everywhere. They can stick it on their website, they can put it on their Facebook posts and that sort of thing. So a lot of this repurposing, if you're going to do something, you might as well try and get captured in, in a number of different ways. And I think repurposing is going to be pretty massive in 2016. Just don't try and juggle too much at the same time, maybe. I was thinking of trying to do a periscope here at the same time. And I was just thinking, no, that's just a stupid idea. Focus on your blab and try and do as good a job as possible at that. There will be an app that comes and you can do all the hit one button and you can record everything all at once. That's uh, that'll be heaven for us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great having you on, Andrew. Where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at uh, aybsocial.com. All my uh, social accounts are there, aybsocial.com. Great. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Mr. Kevin Hillstrom, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, very well indeed. Thank you. Uh, what is your 2016 digital marketing prediction? I think it's more of a statement than it is a prediction. I uh, I had an individual on Twitter who said to me recently that they had all of these answers for digital marketing, but nobody was telling them what the questions were. Right. And I think that's an interesting point of view. It, to me, it seems to imply that there's a disconnect between what digital marketers want to accomplish and for my clients, what a lot of the executives want to accomplish. And during 2016, I think there's going to be a much broader connection between leadership in companies who want certain goals accomplished and the digital marketers who can make those things happen. I think we'll see a much better connection between those as the year goes on. Okay. And um, what kind of um, impact um, will that have on the way that business is done or the way that marketing is done? Um, Does that mean that um, there's just going to be um, too much more administration work or is it going to be tougher to actually um, really focus on creativity when uh, people have to think about so many other things at the same time? I think if anything, it's going to mean that a a digital marketer has an opportunity for more creativity. In in, in many of my clients, um, the executives might be people who are in their 50s or 60s and they are not really connected with a lot of the things that your audience today has been talking about. And so they don't understand the value that is there that a lot of digital marketers can provide. And so I think as the communication gets better, the executives are going to see that there's a lot of opportunity to grow their business from a sales and profitability standpoint. And you're going to see them leaning more on digital marketers to take a lead, take a leadership role and have more initiative in 2016. Great thoughts. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Where can people get hold of you online, Kevin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MindTheData. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Mr. Ryan Buchanan, how are you? Good, good. How's it going there, David? Very good, thank you. Um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Uh, mine is really around um, audience-driven content. And so um, more so than ever before, I think we need to uh, know our audience and do that through... Uh, looking at all the data from mobile to web and all of that to um, also all the touch points that consumers have all along their journey and that uh, that kind of seamless marketing. So um, so that the the campaigns that Dove uh, continues to do with Campaign for Real Beauty are examples of um of really getting to that universal truth of consumers really wanting to be known and perhaps known and loved. And uh, and if we can do that as brands, then we are going to win in a huge way in 2016. I love that. Touch points. So it's all about marketing integration, just knowing exactly mm-hmm. where someone is likely to get exposed to your brand, what you do, perhaps where you are physically as a person as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great thoughts. Where can people find you online, Ryan? Uh, they can find me online, all my handle, either at, at E-R-O-I or at uh, Ryan B-U-C-H. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks. Mickey, how are you? Hey, David, how are you? Very well, thanks indeed. Um, you're having internet challenges, I think, there, but I think we've got you okay. What's your yeah. digital marketing well, prediction for 2016? For the time being, anyway. Well, you know, I gave some thought to uh, 
what's something new that we could talk about? I mean, I, my sweet spot's kind of content and things like that. But as I look at what's really changing right now, something that I think is going to really affect marketers big time in the next year or so is the whole notion that with especially with Apple and their iOS 9 they've and their ad blocker i mean they found ways there are now ways to uh, for users to avoid ads altogether and you know i mean we've always had systems around you know there's always been like pop up blockers and flash disablers and things like that but with uh, uh, ad blocker from apple i mean what that has for the first time it's really made uh, ad blocking native to the uh, online experience, especially to the digital experience. And I think for right now, it's made life a lot better for uh, users. You know, I mean, things are loading faster and they're not being bugged by ads. But the ramifications of this for marketers especially is, and content heavy sites is, how are you going to make money on these things? You know, mm. I mean, when you had an ad-based model, it was fairly easy to see where your revenue was going to come from. But if that's being taken away from you or it's just not going to be effective, what are you going to do? You know, uh, I really – it's going to be interesting to see how this plays so out. what do you because, think businesses will do? You know, we've looked at, at subscription-based models with paywalls, and people hate those. Mm. You know, they were subscription thing, social network whatever people are starting to kind of give some pushback to that so the question is you know what's the marketing model going to be for these content heavy sites okay well th great thoughts there mickey um thanks for joining us where can people get hold of you online well on twitter at mickey launchar m-i-c-k-e-y like the mouse l-o-n-c-h-a-r or they can log on to my website at mickeylaunchar.com all the social links are there wonderful thanks for being with us Thank you, David. Mr. John Lee Dumas, how are you, sir? I'm wonderful. How's my audio coming in? It's coming in very nicely indeed. Um, Good. What, what mic are you using there? Are you using the um, ATR2100? It's the Heil PR35. PR35, PR right. Got yeah. you. Interesting. Yeah. I, have the, I have the PR40 over here. This is for my uh, podcast only, though. Okay. Um, so Up lab. So, um... What is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Well, I know we're in a rush right now, but before I answer that, can you just share quickly the funniest thing that's happened today? I think uh, we could take a little de de detour for that one. Cool. I want you to share. This is your show. Oh, okay. I, thought, I, I thought you were going to tell me the funniest thing that's happened no. today. No, oh, no, no. Um, funniest thing? Um, I like dealing with um, live situations. Um, so I think the funniest thing was when Chris Marr couldn't actually get his audio to work. And Chris, <laughs> Chris, Marr, Chris Marr is a podcaster from right. Scotland, from the UK. Um, you may know, uh, you obviously know um, Mark Asquith, um, John. Well, um, Mark, Chris, I and Colin Gray do a podcast together um, every month. Um, called business book of the month dot com, and um, I love it when uh, dodgy things like that happen to people right. who I know. So that's probably the funniest <laughs> thing so so far. But hopefully, something even funnier will come up. Well, that's why I ask because that's why I love this medium of live because you can't go back and edit. You know, it's happening live. There's you know now over you know sixty people here and almost seven hundred people have tuned in total. So. I just think that's cool when situations like that happen, which is why I wanted to ask. So thank you for sharing. But uh, to get to your main question, um, I haven't actually been tuned in for very long, but I've been really getting kind of what the theme is. And a lot of people have been giving some good stuff. So 
in an effort to share something a little different, what I'm really personally going to be focused on, and somebody like Mark Asquith, who's on this call as well, and what I really see as a big trend um, is going to be happening for those successful entrepreneurs of 2016 are people that really understand that it's not about scaling, that it's not about leveraging, that it's not about just going bigger, thinking that it's better, but actually fomenting those one-on-one -on -one communications. And I've seen this on every part of my business when I can actually get on a one-on-one -on -one Skype call with somebody and talk them through a situation. And it doesn't sound scalable, doesn't sound leveraged, doesn't sound like it's this new trick or fancy tactic that we're getting here today a lot of, again, which is amazing. And I'll be using a lot of them that have been talked about today. But I wanted to change it up to really just hammer home for people. It's not always about scaling and leveraging. It's going to come down to that one-on-one -on -one when you want to make that big connection. Like with podcasts, websites, and Mark Asquith here, it's when he gets on a call and talks through the process in five or 10 minutes. When you and can now understand we have his accent. Like, What's that? When you can understand his accent. Right. It's an amazing <laughs> accent. And, you know, then we have a lifetime customer of podcast websites, you know, and the, and the lifetime value is massive. So that 10 minute call, of course, is worth it. And they're going to tell their friends and their friends. So think about how you and your business can actually set up times to have those conversations that you think might just be in that little five, 10 minute bubble, but could really exponentially grow and be a lot more leverageable than some of these other things that you're doing that you actually think are scaling, when in reality, they're just kind of dying a quick death in this loud, crazy world that we live in. So I'm a big believer in that one-on-one. -on -one. I'm doing it in my business, in my business partnerships that I have. And I really would love to see people in 2016 taking that to the next level. Wonderful advice. Where's the best place for people to find you online? Well, all the magic happens at eofire.com. I tossed on a t-shirt for this very show. Um, but of course, we have podcastwebsites.com, which is a great thing. And really pumped up about my January 4th launch of The Freedom Journal. So if anybody struggles with setting and accomplishing goals, visit thefreedomjournal.com. Check it out. Mr. John Lee Dumas, everyone. Thanks for joining us. My Jan pleasure. Janet Fouts, how are you? Hey, I'm doing really great. I've been watching for a while now and you've had so many great comments. I don't know how I can possibly add any value to this It's your job to ratchet it up a level. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? You know, I love what John just said. I think that we really are going to be focusing more on those human interactions and using social as a way to kind of warm things up and get in the door and actually talk to people and then break that down into one-on-one -on -one conversations or face-to-face -face, you know like that's shocking but could happen face-to-face mm. -face. who'd have thunk yeah, in digital marketing right? we can uh... <laughs> <laughs> so um of course we've recorded a podcast together quite recently and that's going to be published yeah. in uh, in january um so watchers of this can catch that in the one of the january editions of digital marketing radio where else can people find you online janet you can find me at mindfulsocialmarketing.com and my book just went free on Amazon like today. So you can find me there too. Hey, 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 we'll post a link in your Twitter and I'm sure someone will f find that through there. They can find it there. I'm at Jay Fouts on Twitter. Wonderful stuff. Have a great holiday season and um, we'll catch you, I'm sure, in the new year. Thanks, you too. Thank Happy you. holidays, everybody. Mr. Paul Julius, can you hear me okay? I can. Can you hear me? We can hear you very well indeed, actually. Yes. Um, Outstanding. 
Outstanding. This is exciting. How's it going? <laughs> Hanging in there? I think it's going very well. Can I um, reserve judgment just for another hour or so, though? <laughs> I think it's going great. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be part of it. Oh, it was great to have you here. What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Um, my prediction, actually, I need to send Mickey Lanchar a thank you note for setting me up perfectly. Um, with all the ad blocker stuff that's going on, last year, <clears throat> well, this year, um, programmatic advertising has just exploded. You know, people using machine learning, artificial intelligence, all kinds of algorithms to, uh, you know, predict behavior and take advantage of all this different inventory that's available online. Um, and at the same time, uh, there's been this huge movement to block all those ads and all those ad spaces. So it's going to be a kind of a weird um, kind of coming together because we have all this information that's available, all these different data sources and behaviors and ways of tracking people that um, now a big portion of it is just getting shut off. And and people are, I think it's kind of sending a message saying, hey, enough with the bad ads, you mm -hmm. know, let's do something more creative. And and I think content um, is going to be where that's at, you know, whether you're using uh, different ad units, different sizes, uh, maybe native advertising, paid content, um, definitely trying to reach people in a little bit different way uh, than just, you know, a 728 by 90 banner ad. It's interesting the um, various advertisers out there seem to be actually shooting themselves in the foot by ha having these ad blockers, so making people not want to advertise and find other sources of traffic. It's very true. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, even with the retargeting, you know, you see in Europe and stuff where you, you have to notify people and let people know about that. Um, you know, there, there's definitely a line there. We're saying, you know, just because I'm on your site doesn't necessarily mean I want you to show me this stuff and I don't want you to track me. You know, it's yeah. it's it. But then on the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, now, how do I make money? You know, it's it's a strange situation. So I, I think I think we're going to see some resolutions here. And I'm not sure if that means, um, you know, white labeled stuff, um, if there's going to be better standards or, you know, different companies that can that can buy access. I don't know. But it's it's going to have to, you know, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see how it'll evolve over the next year. So um, where's the best place for people to find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PJ underscore Julius uh, or at Frixel.com. Thanks so much for joining us, Paul. Thanks, David. Trevor Young, how are you, sir? G'day, David. I'm very well, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Uh, probably less of a prediction, more of a hope, but I'm hoping <laughs> that it will be a, predi a prediction that comes true. And I want to see a little bit more humanity, I think, uh, you know, yes, we've got, we're overrun by technology. There's new emerging, you know, platforms and tools every day and, and make them work for you. But I think, you know, don't lose your humanity. Um, use the tools to actually, you know, take people behind the, the velvet rope of your business to get your, get your leaders out of the shadows of the boardroom, tell better stories, uh, you know, use your experts internally. Um, you know, we've got so many opportunities, even, you know, mentioned a fair bit today has been the, you know, whether it's Blab or Meerkat or Vine or uh, remember Vine <laughs> um, and Periscope, you know, even those little snippets can, can mean a lot. And and so I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of micro actions. And, and I think what uh, John Lee Dumas was talking about earlier is those one-on-ones is quite mm. important as well. Uh, and so use the tools to to do that type of things as well. So how do you tell what story to tell? Well, I think if you, you know, tell your, 
if you're in a business, tell your customers' stories. If you're in a uh, you know a nonprofit and you've got a whole lot of constituents, what's their stories? You know, if you're a, a politician and you've you know you've got a lot of constituents, you know, don't make it about you. Make it about your people and and the people within your community and what's of importance and relevance to them and what can you bring um, to the table as a result of that. And sometimes it's just bringing the platform and the audience. And, 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 you know, bringing people into the conversation and advancing that conversation. Uh, I'd also like to see more reputation-building content um, around, you know, thought leadership. When every question's been answered, when every list is done and every how-to, I mean, we're, we're inundated with all that stuff and we're only at the tip of the iceberg, what happens then? Well, it, we, we'll gravitate to those people who have opinions and perspectives and, and um, you know, can drive conversation around those issues and topics that are of, of interest and relevance to us. Great advice. Stop adding these short, um, silly comments that don't mean anything and actually add a thoughtful paragraph that you've spent a lot of time thinking about um, in reply to the original piece, and that will build your reputation in the industry. Yep. Yeah. Trevor, thanks so much for joining us. Where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, at Trevor Young and on Twitter and prwarrior.com is the website. Great. So well, take care. Thanks again. Thank you. See you. Bye. Alita, how are you doing? Good. Thank you, David. How are you? I'm um, very good, thanks. Uh, we've got the Australian 10 minutes now. <laughs> so, um, Hello, everybody from Australia. <laughs> what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? You know, David, everybody's made some really, really amazing points and um, and it really just sums up my my digital marketing prediction for 2016, which is we are so on the verge of one-to-one marketing communications and it's all going to be fueled from my favourite topic is the email address. And there was a really beautiful point that, um, who was it, that um, Ryan, Ryan Bracken made, which is the audience driving content. And that's going to be a big piece of fueling this one-to-one conversations. Um, we just had a really great chat um, with Paul just saying that the ad blockers are coming up left, right and centre and marketers and brands are having to find new ways to push forward and get past these ad blockers and create authentic one-to-one relationships. And, um, and you know, we've seen a lot of panic this year about um, Facebook's rapid decline in um, in organic reach and the face of social media is changing and the way for brands to really push through and get and create real influence in a market just as Trevor beautifully put it and um and and um and Ryan say is that you know that the audiences us connecting with our audiences and really building these authentic relationships are, are going to be paramount for 2016 and it's it, we are such on we're just on that tipping point of brands really tapping into this one-to-one communication which is going to absolutely drive the future of digital marketing not only in 2016 but well beyond that and we're in a really exciting point as well. And, you know, I keep seeing these things pop up left, right and centre is that every digital marketing executive needs a 21-year-old um, mentor and we all absolutely do because the way that um, the, fu- the future of our population, you know, 20% of the population now in the United States is made up by millennials and it's not it's not changing. So, um, yeah, we just really need to build these authentic communications and um, 
you know, everybody, anybody who follows me knows that I love email marketing. Um, and I've just tweeted out an email marketing um, download checklist for you guys as well. So, um, you know, be really focused on collecting email addresses in order to make sure that that one-to-one communication is happening because it's not just in the inbox anymore. We're talking about multiple platforms and email driving that singular communication right to your face. So authenticity is the word of 2016. You mentioned that you tweeted something out there. Where's the um, Twitter address that people can find you, Alita? Uh, my Twitter address is uh, Miss Alita HR, M-S Alita HR. Great stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alita. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Mr. Mark Pack, how are you doing, sir? Hi, David. Nice to hear from you again. You are doing a phenomenal job orchestrating all of us and 30 <laughs> seconds ahead of time so far. That's quite amazing. We're, we're, we're getting there. I've got a clock here to, uh, to, to know when to boot you off by. No. <laughs> What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Um, so I think two really one of which which neatly follows on from what we were just hearing which is i think it will continue to be the case that the new technology gets the headlines but the old technology is the most important Um, and in particular in saying that i have in mind firstly tv if you look at just tv viewing figures they might be dropping a bit but they're still an order of magnitude bigger than most digital channels so the amount of time that people spend on tv is absolutely phenomenal and it's no coincidence therefore the best digital marketing campaigns are often ones that integrate tv with digital um, but even in the digital sphere i'm one year older uh, than email so email's not quite the newest youngest kid on the block anymore uh, but time and again if you want to drive sales if you want to drive people to a sign up form if you want to drive people into a sales funnel Being able to push targeted, segmented messages out to them through email is really important. So I think old technology and TV integration will be two big trends yet again next year. Interesting, interesting thought. Um, Because um, it's not just about the bright, shiny thing. It's about what's happened effectively in the past. And because something's worked very effectively, it's probably not going to go away. Absolutely. And particularly when uh, people are marketing products or services that are aimed at an older age group. I mean, there is this slight irony that if you step outside the world of marketing, if you listen to, say, politicians talking, they talk all the time about how the population is getting older, how there's a demographic time bomb, how you have to worry about how we can afford as a country to look after people in their older age and so on. And then when you walk into a room with a group of fellow marketeers, it's all about how we have to target the teenagers. Um, And there is a whole world out there, and it's a world that actually is growing and has huge purchasing power of older people who tend to be slightly slower to take up the latest new thing. So, you know, I'm all for getting excited about the latest new thing. But so often when it comes to the bottom line of who's got the money, who's going to purchase these goods or services, it's the people who are even older than you or me, David, who are the ones who we really need to go on. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're older talking Older than about. me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, I think, Mark. And um, where can people Bye, find you online? Uh, so you can find uh, find me on Twitter at, at Mark Pack or at my day job. I work at Blue Rubicon. We're www.bluerubicon.com. Great having you on. Thanks again. Lovely to talk to you, David. Cheers. And Mr. Johnny Ross, how are you doing? I'm very good. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> and happy holidays to everyone in yeah, the States. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the Christmas jumper. I just haven't got mine ready yet. I'm, I'm going to do a full showing of that later on, so you've got to stick around to the end to see that, yes. <laughs> What's your digital marketing prediction for 2016? 
Um, I'm thinking QR codes. No, I'm absolutely joking. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am thinking on-site SEO, on-site. Um, I think that this is still really important. Um, and in fact, actually digging deeper to that, um, all about structured data, markup, using schema, it amazes me how many uh, big brand websites are still not marking content up correctly, are still full of errors across the sites. Um, and and uh, and for me, there's just some really simple, basic stuff that still needs to be put into place. Um, and uh, and I think on-site can make a big difference. I was reading recently about the um, is it uh, the live blog, Google's live blog carousel. Okay. Um, yeah. So you can add uh, structured data uh, and schema to be able to enter that live carousel. I mean, it, it, ultimately, it does mean you've got to be more reactive. So uh, for you to appear uh, in uh, newsworthy content in that live carousel, you've got to be blogging you know, during a live event, for example. So it does mean being more reactive, which means more resource. Uh, but I think there's, a, there's, there's some big wins. Yeah, great advice. Um, and I saw a quote from a Google engineer quite recently, actually, um, saying that don't copy a lot of big sites because a lot of big sites don't get it right when it comes to structured markup. The, yeah, big sites are the worst, actually. And especially when you look at some of the big e-commerce sites, uh, they, they're, yeah, they, <laughs> they do not get it right. And it is, you know, I do a lot of in-house workshops with, with some big e-commerce uh, sites. And it's amazing that most of the team don't have a clue. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Johnny. Where's the best places for people to find about you? Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, JR, at, uh, on Twitter, JR Consultancy or JohnnyRoss.com. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I hope the rest of the show goes unbelievably well. Thanks a lot, Johnny. Cheers. Take care. Heather, how are you doing? Hey, David, I'm really well. How are you? I'm wonderful, I think. <laughs> you think? I you think, absolutely. Job. You did a very good job. <laughs> well, what, is, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Deeper level segmentation and done in two ways. So for those of us with a website, really focusing on our content and using dynamic content. So for example, if you have a blog post on a certain topic, how would you then have the next level conversation with those people through banners that just display on that content? Like, for example, hey, what did you think of this? Well, this is the next thing that I want you to check out next. So dynamic banners popping up based on content, um, exit pop-ups that are used but creatively used, not ugly, that whole, yeah, no, I don't want more leads sort of pop-up. Um, and then also better cross-linking as well. And also those of us with CRM, so like Infusionsoft and you know Salesforce and, and Entreport, to use our list better for deeper level segmentation. So use the rules that come in our systems, the whole if-then scenario. So if somebody clicks on this link, which has this topic, remove them from your main sequence or funnels and move them into a funnel that's very much highly geared at the topic that they want to know about. Oh, great thoughts there. So better marketing automation and also probably from yes. what you're saying, conventional businesses can learn a bit from mar marketing. It's solo marketers, you know, internet marketers um, who perhaps use dynamic pop-ups a little bit um, within what they do. And it doesn't need to be aggressive. It can be subtle and it can no. be personalized. Conversation. It's all about online conversations. And that's why segmentation is handy for those of us that are bigger business that don't have time for maybe all the one on ones. Using that segmentation in your CRM system better will then have that more personalized messaging for your for your people. Got you. OK, so use technology to facilitate conversation. Yeah, okay. exactly. Thanks so much for joining us. Where can people find you online, Heather? 
heatherporter.com or autopilotyourbusiness.com. I have two places I live. <laughs> Wonderful. It was great to have you on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mr. John Bosco, how are you, sir? I'm doing very good, David. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks. And um, thank you for joining us. Um, so what yeah. is your um, digital marketing prediction for 2016? Um, my prediction is that it's going to be the year of uh, VOC, voice of the customer. I really think that uh, websites, business owners are really going to have to put the customer's voice on their sites as a key differentiator. I think what we've seen in the last 10 years is the absolute growth of pay-per-click advertising, content marketing, inbound marketing. Um, now the, the struggle to get people to our sites is really getting, you know, the ante is really up, the competition is so there. It's how we demonstrate that we've got real worth and value with our customers. And I think that's actually going to be by putting their voices on, in our sites. Um, I'm not seeing... I, I'm not seeing... Um, reviews to the extent that you see on, say, like Amazon, the big e-stores, you don't see the, those on consultant websites. You don't see the, uh, the the free conversation that goes on about services on small business websites, service providers like Moondog, for example, here. And I think that's going to be something that really changes because we have to make we have to make it clear that we'll talk to you no matter what. And there's so much noise on social that I think it's going to be on our own websites. I think voice of the customer is going to come to our websites. So you're not talking about incorporating audio and video into testimonials, or are you? I think that's I think that's part of it, but I think we'll have. I think there is a barrier, there is a friction there because I think people don't want to just hit the record button and put their face there. I don't think they want to put their voice there. I think they want to hide anonymously behind the keys of the the, the, the keyboard, as it were. Um, but I, I think you're going to have to give people the opportunity to comment on your services and your products. I, and I'm trying to get away from B2C here because it's all already there. But even on B2B sites, I think we're going to have to let people to come onto our sites, talk about what we're doing anonymously if they want, and not not go in there and, and, and cut them away to give ourselves authenticity because there is businesses are having to consulting businesses service businesses are having to look at what's succeeding in the uh, the the b2c industry and e-shops and i i just think that we're not convincing enough people to take action with us if we're not listening to our customers or potential customers giving them voice on our own sites it's a scary prospect but i i think every business needs to have a a voice of the customer strategy going into 2016 because it's only going to get bigger because at the moment they can say anything anywhere we're listening it all over the place um i don't know about you guys but it's really hard to find people talking about you online because you can't monitor everything mm. unless you go and buy an expensive solution anyway to to do it. Um, so why not just open up your site, let people talk about the service offerings that you have, what you've done for them freely, anonymously. Don't aggregate it. Don't, 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 you know, um, I don't have the English word. Don't, don't comb through it to throw them out. Well, I'd love to expand the conversation even further, but I think you've given us lots to think about even there already, John. So where's the best place for, for people to find you online? Uh, come along to moondogmarketing.com. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. Mr. Dave Jackson, how are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? Ah, very good can, indeed, yes. Um, you managed to make it in front of your microphone. I was wondering if you'd be running down the street in your smartphone there. 
<laughs> yeah, I, things got out early. I get to follow John Buscald. You know how hard that is? That man is gold right there. Holy cow. Uh, I know, absolutely, yes. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016, sir? Well, uh, not surprisingly, I'm going to say that podcasting is going to continue its growth. I was actually looking at some of the numbers and uh, I know just over the last, if we go back to 2008, it's almost doubled in the amount of month, the people that listen on a monthly basis. And I think we're going to see that uh, finally get into, because we've been hovering around 15, 17%. I'm thinking that's going to go above 20% at this point, mainly because of things like just the, the phone. Um, there's more and more Bluetooth connected cars, even before Apple CarPlay. I think the Bluetooth is going to help. Google Play is finally getting into the ball game. That's going to help. Um, and I, we're just seeing a better, I got to be careful how I say this, but the fact that there are more people that produce professional audio quality, um, you know, the, the serials and, and the yeah. NPRs are really coming in and starting to, to get a lot of, uh, connection with folks. That's kind of a good thing and kind of a bad thing, depending on who you talk to, but nonetheless, it's bringing more ears in and we're starting to see things like general electric now has a, a podcast that it's not about General Electric, it's not about electricity, but they're basically sponsoring a show. And so I think we're going to see more of that as well as companies are finally starting to understand the true connection that podcasters have with their audience and the fact that if I say, hey, I really like John, B John Pascal's podcast, Moondog Marketing, my audience is going to go, I got to go check that out because they know I don't uh, say that lightly and I'm not saying it because I'm getting paid, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we're just going to see everything continue on that upward trend as things uh, move up and up. So when you tell people, Dave, that you're a podcaster, are you finding that more and more people are knowing what a podcaster is? I did today. Somebody asked me, I was teaching a class and, and I said, well, I do this thing where um, I teach people how to do little internet radio shows. And she goes, oh, like a podcast? And it was the complete opposite. Usually it's, I have to say I'm a podcaster and they go, what's that? Now I did have one of those early in the week because I'm always telling everybody they like, they finally said, okay, I have to ask. And I'm like, what? And they said, what's a podcast? And it was like, oh, cool. And, you know, I point them to sites like learn to podcast.com, which is, or learn to subscribe.com, um, which is a uh, site that shows people how to subscribe on their phone. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, I started back in 2005 and that's all I did for the first three years was, was explain that you didn't need an iPod to listen to a podcast. Great having you on. Where's the best place for people to find you online? Uh, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks a lot then, Dave. Thanks for having me. Andrew and Pete, how are you doing, gents? Hello. Oh, good. Hello. Thanks, David. I was going to compliment your jumper, David, to us on marks, and I feel like he's beat you on this. I, I, no, jump. but I'm just, about to kick, I'm, I'm just about to kick Mark off in a second, so it'll be all right. So I'll, I'll be the only one. So. <laughs> Andrew and Pete, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2015? Yeah. Okay. So we think it's going to get even more competitive, even more noisy out there. It's going to be even harder to get that all-important engagement. So what you've really got to do is be so much better, so much more innovative, so much more creative. And the companies that are really going to win in 2016 are the ones that can be that more, much more creative. Yeah, so the companies that stand out are in an ever-increasing competitive world. Barriers to entry are, for, uh, are falling dramatically. You can just be online. And as a digital business, you're not just against your local competitors, you're against the world. So the companies that, that are average can't expect to, su to succeed. So it's so much easier on online to spread word, word of mouth rapidly. So I feel like the world is going to filter out who's average 
and who's actually worth talking about and making a remark about. You cannot be average anymore. Yes. yes. I'm not saying that you ever were, no, but um, yeah. just in general, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it hurts a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, Andrew and Pete, um, we, uh, we had a great conversation that we recorded quite recently, and that's going to be another episode of Digital Marketing Radio. That's going to be released on the 5th of January. So I'm looking forward to awesome. getting that one published as well. Uh, great to have you on, guys. Where's the best place Thanks for people much. to find you? That's very easy. Just andrewandpete.com. Great All stuff. the social networks. Tweet us at Andrew and Pete. Take care. Have a great Christmas. Thanks for having me on. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hi. Mr. Uh, Mark Asquith, how are you, sir? Hey, sir. Happy Christmas. How are you doing? I'm doing splendid. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. You're doing a cracking job of this. This is. You uh... sound surprised. No, it's, you do a great job of everything. I just miss your green screen behind you. I miss the green screen. Oh, well, um, I would just have to come very close and make it a red screen. <laughs> what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? I think everything like everything that everyone has said about it being one-to-one marketing has been very much around live streaming, Periscope, Blab, um, email marketing, segmentation, everything all comes down to just having the personality. So I think 2016 is the year of the personality, uh, especially for small business. So where you've got the brands that can afford to fake the personality and, you know, and create things that are very tailored to an audience, I think the small businesses and the people that don't have these giant budgets are going to realize it's all right to put themselves out there as well themselves and dress like you and I, David. And well, small, small businesses like, can still fake the personality with hats, can't they? No, exactly. This is not fake. We wear this all the time. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the I think that's the thing. Twenty sixteen is the year of the personality, and I think live stream and everything that Andrew and Pete just said it is completely testament to that. You have to stand out. You have to be different. And the only thing that genuinely have this different is yourself so i think it's the year of the personality the year of the personality so is it possible to be successful online or will it be possible to be successful online just as a brand without putting yourself forward at all well i think someone made a really great point earlier on around taking uh, the individuals within a brand and within an organization of a size to be labeled a brand and listening to what those guys want and listening to how they feel that they should be portrayed. So I think, you know, I think that you will, you'll see that transition. I think we are already seeing it insofar as brands taking on different tones and different voices for the different types of people that they want to target. So I think I think it really, and it sounds a little bit cliche, but I think it genuinely is the human to human, but the with the real core of bringing yourself in, into the mix. Thank you so much for coming on, Mark. And where can people get hold of you online? Yeah, thank you, David. Awesome job, sir. Happy Christmas. And you can grab me at Mr. Asquith on Twitter or Excellence Expected. That'd be awesome. Happy Christmas, guys. Take care. Happy Christmas. Mr. Daniel Bernstein, how are you, sir? Good, David. This is impressive. It's like you got a telethon going on here. You got to try 24 hours one day. Well, might have to nip out to the loo at some point, but um, apart from that, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2015, sir? So my prediction came from an epiphany I faced myself. And, and so what we've seen for years is offline companies trying to move online, right? Trying to engage in e-commerce. I think e-commerce companies are going to have to more and more go offline and figure out how to have that offline experience. Can I, can I tell you about my epiphany, David? Go for it. Yeah. So we recently conducted a survey, Marketing Sherpa did, with 2021 American consumers. And one of the things we asked them was, how do you discover products? How do you discover new products? And I thought, you know, I was coming up with some of the different options. So I thought search engines, of course, obviously, right? That's how you discover new products. Well, they told us number one with 59% of people saying 
was in-store browsing. And then I realized, my epiphany was, I'm just thinking like an e-commerce company. I'm thinking like an online marketer. I don't even think about everything that's going on offline. But when you look at sales, while e-commerce has exploded to 7% of all retail sales, that means 93% of all sales are still happening offline. So as e-commerce marketers, hey, it's really, really exciting. We've got all this VC money pouring in all this sales growth, but you know, we got to step out of, out of our little bubble and uh, look at what's going on offline and realize customers are there as well. Okay, so you have to tie things together. You have to tie offline and online together, but also tie different marketing, digital marketing functions together as well. So it's all about um, knowing what impact one thing has on the other thing. No, exactly. I mean, look at Amazon. Mm. Amazon is opening a store, an actual physical yeah. bookstore in Seattle. So, I mean, you really have to step out of just thinking of online and, again, try to tie all those different channels together. And it's harder for big companies because they tend to be siloed, right? Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, Daniel. What's the best place for our audience to find out more about you? MarketingSherpa.com. Lots of good case studies and data there. Superb. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, David. Mr. Colin Gray, how are you doing, sir? Very well, thanks. Very well. How about yourself, David? I'm keeping very well indeed as well. What is good, your good. digital marketing prediction for 2015? My prediction is, I think there's a couple of things for me going to happen next year. I think the first one is quality. I think uh, Andrew or Pete, one of them mentioned earlier on, I think it's down to uh, content marketing is almost the new do, normal. Do, do, do you know, uh, do you know which one's out. what? Do you know? No, who, do you no. know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. <There> <laughs> Um, I think, uh, yeah, content marketing is new normal. So, like, sort of, it, it was last year. It was okay. You were you stood out enough by just doing content marketing, by blogging once a week, by podcasting once a week. But I think that this coming year, it's going to have to be more than that. We're going to have to get out there and blog a few times a week minimum. Uh, get your podcast out regularly. Get that turned into a video. Get that turned into all sorts of different things. And that's us into the the world of repurposing, making sure that we're using everything to its absolute utmost and uh, getting the, every last drop out of every bit of content that we do. So I think there's a whole lot out of that. And leading on from that, the big change there, I think, is making it all sustainable. So actually just figuring out how to make sure that our content um, ties together and how we can actually get out on a regular basis. And someone I kind of bang on about a lot is how to make sure that you're um, you're making it easy to come up with content week after week, which is the whole series thing that I always go on about. So I think that's the, the big thing for me is doing more and more of it by actually making it easier and easier to keep getting out every week. So different types of content. Does this not mean that podcasters can get away with hiding behind their big microphones and not being on video at all? <laughs> We can try, David. We can try, but uh, nah, the, the text has got to go along with it as well. I think okay. podcasting always goes along with text Excellent. as well. So we've got to do our, we've got to do a wee bit of writing. But uh, yeah, the camera's all right. We can get behind the camera from time to time. I think. Thanks so much for coming on, Colin. Where's the best place for our audience to find out more about you? No problem at all. You can find me over at thepodcasthost.com. Everything I do is there. Wonderful. Thanks, Colin. No worries. Enjoy your night. Thank you, Mr. Robert Brady. How are you doing? Quite well, thank you. Excellent stuff. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. And what's your digital marketing prediction for 2015? So 2016. Well, <laughs> lots, lots have been said. Great content so far. Uh, the comment about ad blockers is really important and is going to be more and more important in 2016. But coming from the world of pace, what I see in 2016 is the increased prominence of audiences. 
Uh, and not only social networks where you can upload and create custom audiences based on website visits and email lists, but that's also moving into the world of search engines where Google now has their customer customer list audiences where you can upload emails into Google and, and target people via their Google ID. And so I think that there is going to be more and more advertising, but that advertising, if you want to be competitive, needs to become much more focused. You've got to have those specific audiences that you're reaching out to that you know are relevant and that actually want to see your ads so that when they see them, they respond positively to them and you don't just become one more spammy ad on the side of the content that they're interested in. So the shotgun approach will no longer work in 2016. You've got to be very, very targeted. Uh, people can keep doing it. It will just become decreasingly efficient and more expensive. Decreasingly efficient. Thanks so much for your thoughts there. Where's the best place for our audience to find out more about you? Slight connection issue, maybe? On Twitter, at Robert underscore Brady. And then on the web, clicksmarketing.com. Wonderful. Okay, thanks a lot then, Robert. Uh, also with us today is Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing there? Good, David. How are you, sir? Very good indeed as well. Thank you. And thanks for joining us. And what is your digital thanks marketing for prediction for 2016? Well, interesting. You were saying a few minutes ago uh, when Colin was on that uh, about different types of content, you know, so podcasts versus blogging and, and things like that. And one of the things that we've been seeing this year is a real ramp up in the um, beginning of people who are starting to use um interactive content instead of sort of typical content offers on their sites. So we're an inbound marketing firm and, uh, you know, we, we love white papers as much as the next guy, but I think if you can build tools that actually help your customers, customers find them and, you know, things that are actually useful that uh, they can use, uh, like we build things like payment calculators and ROI calculators and uh, things for helping you choose, um, you know, the best hot tub to buy, you know, from uh, one of our, one of our clients I think they tend to convert significantly better than straight up white papers. We've seen some that are converting at 30 to 50 to 100% better than wow. typical white papers on their sites. And I think, you know, having something that's really helpful and useful and, uh, you know, 2016 is going to be the year of interactive content. The year of interactive content. So you can't rely on just the one medium, just as Colin was saying. You've got to actually add video or what kind of interaction do you actually mean by that no i think i think what i mean is you know providing things that not only are pieces of content for people to read and kind of find out about what solutions you can provide but actually something where they can make it about them you know so they can go in and enter the information that they have about how their business is performing and kind of see what your able to bring to the table for them so you know something to the extent of uh you know, we, we're just building one right now for interactive content about interactive content. Um, so you, you'll be able to go to the Kula Partners site and kind of put in your lead flow that you're getting now and see how much better it might be if it wasn't just a white paper that you're providing. If you're providing some form of calculator or other ROI device, what, how would that be able to help? Okay, wonderful thoughts there. Um, where's the best place for people to find you, Jeff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at brightwhite and uh, our kulapartners.com. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Cheers. And um, Mr. Turndog is here. How are you doing, sir? David, how are you, man? How are you? <laughs> Keeping very well, thank you. Um, good, good. How's life yourself? 
Very good. Yes, busy one with the, um, the little man, but hey, it's nearly Christmas. I'm feeling festive. And thank you so much for having me part of this. You're doing an incredible job. This Fe is amazing. Feeling festive as well. I thought we'd have um, Chris Marr back on just so we can do a battle of the beards here. But, um... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <You're just calm. laughs> oh, we can hear Chris. <laughs> but uh, Matthew, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2015? Well, it touches upon what a few other people have said. I mean, for me, 2016, whether you're talking about digital or offline or anything, it's all about experience. And people quite often think about experience or what the user goes through, maybe through your funnel or your website. But I think experience needs to expand more than that. Coming from a writer's point of view, I have a book, but I need people to feel more invested in the journey than what's just the experience on the page. It needs to expand into everything that goes beyond that. So that could be anything from, I suppose, a Facebook group, the email list, bringing them into actual real life meetups, using various different types of multimedia, writing, video, audio, periscoping, just trying to get inside your customers, your audience's mind and think, how am I going to expand this experience and for me it's all about that that's that's storytelling that's the journey that's the experience turn it into something memorable and whether you're selling a product or a service or a book or whatever if you get the experience down i think good things can happen there on so yeah for me 2016 it's all going to be about experience i love that phrase invest in the journey as well i think i think that um is very important and a great thing to think about yeah thank you thank you well yeah thanks for coming on Where's the best place for people to find out more about you? People can find out about me at turndog.co and I'm actually starting a pre-order campaign tomorrow for my book, The Success of Mistakes. So in the morning, tdog.co forward slash pre-order dash success. I think that takes two to the publisher page. And absolutely experiences the front of my mind for that particular campaign. So yeah. Well, I'm sure people can go to turndog underscore million on Twitter and find out more about that great to have you on yes. matthew you too thank you david keep up good work thank you uh, mr chris Moore. uh you can hear me and i i can hear you merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas hello, you're hello. just coming on just to prove that um you could have audio that works. works occasionally yes but i'm not a technical a technophobe yeah exactly <laughs> that wouldn't be the best thing to be but uh i, I know no. you're not that yes <laughs> <laughs> so um Whoa. what's what's your prediction your digital yeah, marketing I mean, prediction like, tons of i've been tuned in for about an hour or something now loads of great like points everyone's everyone's like right you know there's it's, it's great to, to see so many great thoughts um coming from i think you asked this from a business perspective so we work with small businesses right so what we're finding is that you know, a couple of things in here. One is that small businesses just aren't taking it seriously enough, right? They're just not grasping this, this thing, this digital marketing thing, this content marketing thing. They're not embedding it in their culture. And I think that that's a massive problem. They're just not, it's just not at a level where it needs to be inside the business. And um, I think that that's going to hold a lot of businesses back going forward. So, you know, if I was to say something now to, to other small business owners and even the small to medium businesses, you know, they're going up to two, three, four, five, ten million turnover. They just need to embrace digital marketing and they need to embrace content marketing. They need to start getting their head out of the sand and start listening to what's going on in the world and start to figure out what this thing is all about. Because it's it's not that it's not going it's not going anywhere. It's it's staying here for good, but it's actually advancing at such a pace. Marketing has got to be the 
the, the, the fastest changing landscape in business today, I think. So I think there's a massive problem with businesses. If they don't start listening and start learning and developing, they're going to have a big problem. And when it comes to content marketing, I think that we're still like at the novice stage in most businesses. They're not taking it. They're just not um, embracing content marketing as a culture. They still think it's something that you do that you you know you do a blog or you you do a podcast and it's not it's not like that it's not as simple as that i think content marketing needs to be a cultural thing within an organization it needs to be something that the whole organization takes on board and brings into the into the whole culture and along with that with the last conversations we've had i think customer experience has to go in there like the online and offline customer experience needs to be taken seriously and to to mark it with a third thing as well is the business systems for administering that. And a really great point was just made two conversations ago about the calc the front end calculators and the business systems at the front end and the back end to administer this whole marketing automation without losing the personal personalization, just to bring it all together. So I think there's these three things that kind of come together to make this one special business that would be the content marketing culture the customer experience online offline and the business systems front end and the back end to like bring all of that together i think that businesses that can pull that together going into 2016 are going to be more successful than those that just do the ostrich uh, and put their head in the sand as uh, zig ziglar once said it's like bathing you don't don't just have a bath once you you've got to just keep on doing it all the time you know it's right. not just um i think it's got to become this cultural thing within business, and uh, yeah, I believe that it's of the small, the smallest percentile that get that in business today. Thanks for coming back, Chris. It was great to have you on. You're welcome. And um, thank you very much. People can get hold of you, the Content Marketing Academy, isn't it? Yeah, at Chris Mar one hundred and one on Twitter. That's me. Wonderful. Great to have you on. And um, hello, Mark Trap Hagen. How are you doing, sir? Hey, David. Good to see you again. We uh, we are doing this frequently these days, which I enjoy. Yes, it's uh, it's great to have you on again. And uh, you seem to always make it sound when uh, Chris Mar is on at the same time. There's a bit of synergy going on between you there. <laughs> you know, I, I I like to follow the beards, you know, you get the <laughs> series of the beards, and then, you know, then you get this contrast. So Follow the beards, yeah. I'm going to grow one, I think, yes. <laughs> well, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Okay, mine's going to kind of bounce off of uh, of Chris's in a way, but I'm going to go a little more, bit more radical step. I think we're going to see in the uh, in the next uh, year or so. And I uh, just saw my friend Erica McGilvray from Moz tweet out that we need to see more female faces in these things, and I agree. We've got one right now, but we don't have enough. David, we need to find more. They're out there. Uh, you know, when you do this again. Needs to be needs to be more female faces. We, we had a few, um, er, quite a few earlier on, actually. I think um, maybe they were front loaded. <laughs> I think she, I think maybe she's looking at the um, the graphic um, for, that, for the for the show or something like that. But all right. Anyway, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to make that my prediction for uh, digital marketing. I'm going to go a little bit different vein for everybody because it's it's in my it's in my holster, my my uh, my arsenal of feeds. I think 2016 is going to be. The year of the of the woman in uh, digital marketing professionalism, they're out there, but I think we're going to see them emerging, taking more leadership positions. I think we're going to finally start seeing more um, w women represented at conferences, um, at uh, on things like this, on panels, roundtables, uh, expert roundtables online, all these things. And I think that uh, we're gonna we're gonna see 
uh, more appreciation for those who do these types of things, who take the effort to include the very, very smart women who are out there in our field. So I had another one, but I'm. I'm I, I think that that's mine. a wonderful um, thing to be saying, and you know, completely agree with you. Um, there needs to be equal represent- representation, and uh, I think Chris Marr and his hashtag says it all steals the show. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> but uh, we've got. <laughs> no, the, um, I, uh, we, we've got Go a lovely lady coming up, Becky Becky Winchell, just in a second. So I think that we'll. Uh, I think Adam Vowles will just excuse me if we go to Be- Becky next rather than Adam. And uh, Adam will be all right, hanging on for a bit. But um, Mark, Mark, where's the best place for someone online listening to you to get hold of you and uh, reach out to you? Just Google my name and all the places you find on the first page of Google. That's where you'll find me. Superb. Well, thank you so much for coming on. All right. Thank you, David. Thanks. Love you. Take care. And Becky, how are you doing there? Oh no, Becky, your audio. We're not getting your audio working. Um, that's occasionally an issue with Blab. Um, it might be a good idea for you to leave and then come back in and hopefully we'll get your audio after that. So back in one second, absolutely. Um, Mr. Adam Vowles, uh, hopefully we can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me all right? We can hear you very well indeed, yes. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, David? You all right? Keeping very well. Um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016 yourself? Well, I kind of wanted to talk about engagement, really, and that's kind of a kind of big subject, but specifically more um, interactive content that's kind of designed to kind of improve the user experience. So kind of like what we're talking about here is kind of creating content that requires some kind of like user inputs that kind of designed to work in tandem with social as well. I mean, the goal with kind of the content side of things is always to kind of create an emotional attachment with the content. So if the user feels they're contributing and involved in the content, that's kind of half the battle won. Um, and you can do some pretty cool things now with like HTML5 and there's loads of endless platforms that you can be creative and entertain. I mean, like your show now is kind of an event and it's a lot more personal to the end user. And, and, that's, and that's, that's really important. So I can see kind of things moving away from these like long chunks of content for content's sake and endless and endless ultimate guides and how to's and things like that and making things a lot more kind of Im- involving the user and putting them kind of at the center of their own journey. So you're a chap with an SEO background. How do you measure that from an SEO perspective? Well, it's, 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 it's very difficult to measure. Um, that's kind of one of the, the, the big kind of flaws of things. I mean, I kind of come from the mindset of the um, links kind of measure everything. So it's kind of moving that mindset to be a lot more engaging. So it's kind of um, also the traction on social and traffic's got to be the, the kind of the ultim- ultimate um, um, kind of measure of the aspect. And then if you're working with e-commerce sites and sales, but especially just visibility of, of the actual content itself. Great thoughts. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Adam. Where can people find you? Um, Twitter, uh, AT Vowels. Wonderful. Well, have a good Christmas. We'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, David. Becky, can we hear you? No, we can't hear you, I'm afraid. Um, it might be on your device in the content settings where you can actually change that and get another microphone. So I'll leave you to try that again and hopefully we'll get you back on in a second. But we've got um, Brandon Yanuski on. Brandon, hi, how are you can you hear me? We can hear you very well. Yes. Okay, cool. No I just saw a thing about uh, Chrome on Mac, and I'm on a I'm on Chrome on Mac, so I was a little worried about the audio not coming through. No, I mean sometimes um, the browser takes a different microphone as the default microphone, but um. Okay, so, someone just put in there that uh, that that the Chrome on Mac might not work. So 
I was a little worried, but we're good now. We're good. Good stuff. Okay. Well, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Um, so I actually, I was listening to a couple of people earlier. Um, I actually think that, uh, I, I think, and I hope that people will concentrate a little more on the, uh, product and the offering that they have. Um, so, you know, people will be building uh, a product or service, um, before they start beginning content marketing. Um, and the reason I bring that up, you know, I, I kind of came around this in a roundabout journey, but, um, I started doing internet marketing first and I saw a lot of people in that space and I still do who come in, um, marketing themselves, but without a product or service. Um, and you know, they, they kind of spend, you know, I, I, I hear that all the time, you know, five years later, they are still not making money. Um, and I mean, it comes down to the simple thing of they don't have a product or service. And if some people who do don't have a very good product or service. So I think that, um, you know, this year there will be a push and I'm, I'm, I say this, but I'm really, I'm hoping that there will be a push towards better products and services. Um, and I'll just say from, from myself, you know, uh, doing that shift alone is what, you know, took me from making nothing to making a lot more. So, um, that's what I'm hoping will happen in 2016. Okay, um, it's it's tough um, to evolve your proposition, you evolve your evolve your products and services if you're a big businesses and do uh, do things so quickly. So maybe that gives smaller businesses a, a better opportunity. Um, maybe it's just about um, the mindset of people within the business. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know a couple people said it. You know, they think of um, you know content marketing should be built into the product or service. You know, it should be part of the product or service. Um, you know, instead of two separate things. And, you know, you'll see one or the other. Some people will just have a product or service and it's its own separate thing. And some people will do marketing as its own separate thing, but rarely do they integrate together. And I think, you know, pushing that will really, you know, really um, be much better. Well, thanks so much for hopping on, Brandon. Yeah. Where can people find you online? Uh, so I'm going to send you guys to my company, WPRadius.com. Great stuff. Well, we'll catch up again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Brandon. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Joe House, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, David. How are yourself? Very good indeed. Um, what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016? Look, for 2016, I think we're actually going to see things going old school. I think we're going to see a lot of businesses starting to focus on revenue-optimized SEO because with content, it, there's a huge ROI there if you do it correctly, but a lot of small businesses don't have the budget to really push it to that level. So I think we're actually going to see the small businesses focusing on where they can make direct money rather than um, doing the same approach as big businesses with the content approach. Got you, got you. Okay, um, so old school. It's interesting, Matt, Mark Pack also said that as well. Actually, you, you shouldn't actually disregard um, traditional, conventional types of marketing as well. And um, it's it's incredible because digital marketing has grown up really and it really is just marketing now. Is that something you'd agree with mm. as well? I agree with that 100%. It's, yeah. There's not digital, there's not marketing because at the end of the day, if you're putting a billboard up, it's going to portray the same message as your website and your content, your social. It's all going to be integrated together. Okay, yeah. So there's, 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 there's no real divide anymore. Absolutely. It's the same thing. Completely agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you <laughs> if I ever could possibly try, but um, where's the best place for people to find you online, Joel? Look, best place to find me, Twitter, Joel House, or my website, blackshirtmarketing.com.au. Superb. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks, David. See you next time. And also jumping on with us today is Roberto Blake. Hi, Roberto. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing very well, I think. Um, how are you doing yourself? I'm doing awesome. I've been following the conversation, and I think everybody had a lot of excellent points. 
Uh, something I wanted to bring up is that I think in 2016, we will see a dramatic shift in practicality and a focus on revenue generating activities in the digital marketing space, both in terms of small businesses, individuals, and even us as marketing professionals. Okay, right. Um, so you can't just be focusing on content marketing. You've actually got to really focus on ROI in relation to that. Exactly. I think this is a big thing that a lot of people overlook, especially when they're getting started, whether they're a new business or they're an individual or even marketers themselves, that content marketing is something I focused on a lot. And I got a lot of traction with that, especially in the video marketing side of it, as well as blogging. But the important thing that I did was I always had a plan to know how I was going to monetize that and what the overall ROI and value proposition for me was as well. I wanted to create value for my audience, but I also know to sustain that, that I have to have a direct correlation between how does this activity lead to something in terms of upside for me, whether that's passively or whether it's an active sales opportunity or referral business, you have to know what that structure is and how it adds to your pipeline. Is this content adding to your email list? Is it a passive income strategy? Is it qualifying leads? Or is it an opportunity to do active selling? You know, what is it? You can't just necessarily do it for the sake of doing it. Got you. Okay, so focus on the end goal and the path to that goal as well. Don't get lost in the fun projects of things that you enjoy. Exactly. It's important to do them, but don't go too far down that rabbit hole or you'll find yourself in wonderland instead of where you want to be. Great points there. Um, where can people find you online, Roberto? Uh, they can follow me at Roberta Blake in Twitter, or if they want to get a lot of awesome value, they can follow me at youtube.com slash Roberta Blake two over 600 videos, helping them create something awesome. Superb. Thanks for hopping on. All right. Thank you. And um, Mr. Ian Anderson Gray, how are you doing there? I'm doing well. I don't, how are you coping? You're nearly there. <laughs> nearly there, absolutely. Yes. Um, <laughs> Almost. I think. Um, Almost. I think. I think you, you. You could be the last one. So this has got to be the best one ever. No. No pressure <laughs> oh, at all. Please. No. <laughs> what is your digital marketing prediction for 2016, Ian? Yeah, it's been interesting seeing all the conversations. I, I kind of think we've had a number of problems over this past year that have, well, have been growing over this past year, and I think they're going to reach their peak in 2016 part of part of the issue is i think social part of social is going dark we're getting more social sharing via private apps such as facebook messenger and it's becoming more and more difficult to kind of listen in to where those conversations are happening um we've talked about ad blockers many times the free model is in trouble and there's just so much content out there people are getting overwhelmed i keep hearing this from people there's just too much content out there so i wonder whether there's going to be more um, willingness for people to actually pay for to cut through that clutter, to cut through that and to actually get the really good quality, high quality content uh, without the fluff. Uh, so I think we might get more of that, more of the actionable content. And um, that's going to, you know, that was going to make a, uh, a difference to your business as well. And the other thing is maybe more tools that are going to help with repurposing your content. So obviously we've got Blab, which is great in terms of you know getting your your video and your your uh, audio to make into podcasts and videos, and I think we might see more tools that allow us uh, to do that, or more platforms that allow us to do that, make it easier for us as content marketers. Intriguing. So possible pay to play. Um, so that involves obviously consumers you're talking about potentially paying rather than actually content distributors. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Intriguing. Where's the best place for people to find you online, Ian? Uh, my blog, which is it's called Seriously Social, and you can find that at iag.me. And that's also my Twitter handle as well, iag.dot.me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us there. No problem. Thanks for having me. We'll give Becky another go. Becky, can we hear you? No, we can't hear you. Oh, I'm really, really sorry. So, um, Becky, we'll have to get on another podcast, another digital marketing radio podcast in the future. Um, but um, you can catch her in a previous episode as well. So um, you can hear her lovely tones over there. But um, thank you for trying um, again to get back on. And um, I reckon that just about completes things for this evening. Just about for time for me to actually um, give a little prediction as well. So I'm David Bain, founder and host of Digital Marketing Radio. My prediction is that in 2016, CRO, so conversion rate optimization, will be increasingly powered by personal brand authority. Because I reckon that pay-per-click is um, getting more expensive or keep on getting a little bit more expensive. I also think that there are so many great design templates out there, so many great WordPress design templates. Um, design isn't becoming so difficult to do a great website now. Um, so I reckon the real difference out there will be your personal brand authority. And we'll see that in conversion rate optimization. So websites that are getting traffic from sources that haven't heard of you personally won't convert as well. But if you've built that relationship again as an individual, you know, built your personal brand authority, then that conversion rate could be fairly high. Um, so that is uh, my own prediction. And um, that is... Um, I reckon, um, us towards the end of the show. Um, so that completes our digital marketing predictions for 2016. If you like today's show, tell your friends. Share it online, write a review. Um, wherever you're watching or listening to this, it'd be much appreciated. We'll be taking a little bit of break over the festival period for digitalmarketingradio.com. The next episode will be released on the 5th of January. It'll be an epic discussion between myself and Andrew and Pete. Um, we heard them earlier on today's show. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, so just go to digitalmarketingradio.com. You'll find all the links on there. But until we meet again, have a great Christmas. Have a fantabulous 2016. And thank you all for joining us. Adios.